feet apart, just social distancing, just seeing who is smart, who gets into conditioning. It's just safer at home, just invading our homes. It's just a couple weeks, that's what they said eight months ago. Gotta flatten the curve, and these doctors and nurses to disagree, hurry quickly, we gotta ban it worse. Sir, can't you see these hospitals are overrun? No, nope, but since there's so many of them, why don't you show me one? It's for the greater good, I'm the bad guy, right? Tell me what good clothes and businesses does for families' lives. Call me a granny killer, I'm just using the backbone that my grandpa gave me to fight to make sure this land is still here. When I become a grandpa, so quit saying I'm careless. Quit trying to shame me, I promise you I won't feel embarrassed. Promise you I don't care if I gotta die from this. You think this is a song you dare wrong, I put my life in this. I stand with we the people, cause we can see the evil. Hey politicians, listen up, you need us, we don't need you. Go try it out. Try it out. Out. Putin! Putin! Oh, you heard that? Oh, yeah. I'm curious if it's going to pick up our voices. Where? On this recording right now. <laughs> 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 That's dope. All right, I'm recording, so let's see here. Thanks, Obama. Welcome back, Nation, May 3rd, 2023. This is your Good Time Culture Podcast. I am OG Mutt Dog, and on the other mic, you'll find Hollywood. And together, we are your ancient astronaut theorist of record. And just a little reminder, we record this show in a lovely little town that we call the Mighty Mighty OX, otherwise known as Oxnard. And you find that in the Central Coast or the Gold Coast of California. And one more thing. I need to let you know that everything, and I mean everything that we speak about on this show is protected opinion. All right, Hollywood, let's go. The truth, wow, winning. Yeah, welcome back to another action-packed episode of Good Times Culture Podcast. All glory to God. I forgot that part. Let's do that first and foremost here. This is a show where nonsense meets reality. That's kind of up to you. You got to figure out. You got to figure out where that line uh, crosses over there. Most uh, definitely. Uh, make sure you get out there and buy your. Uh, uh, Pepe coin, uh, you need to get some of that. Pepe coin? Yeah, it's the new hot crypto. Yeah, right Meme now, I, I'm kind of going with, with Mr. Biden here, who he says he's going to start charging you taxes for you miners out there. You guys are starting to, uh, to what do they say, causing a lot of global warming of all that mining. What, up to 30%, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, interesting. It, well, they're specifically that's uh, targeting uh, Bitcoin in particular because none of the other cryptos use a mining, you know, procedure like uh, Bitcoin does. I think there's a couple of them. Thirty uh, Litecoin and stuff. Thirty percent, dude, due to climate change tax. But I'm confused. Like, what is it saying that they're going to charge people thirty percent, or that yeah. Bitcoin's causing thirty percent of climate change? No, no. Biden now wants to put a 30% climate change tax on cryptocurrency. Gotcha. There you go. Mining. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, um, we could get into that. I usually wait to the meat of the show in the middle there, but, um, you know, if you, if you look at, uh, who do you think it really is? Cause you really believe that Joe Biden actually knows what mining or crypto mining is all no, about. This is the environmental stuff and people that literally have no clue what they're talking about. You know, they see all the energy that's being used by Bitcoin and they think that it's like extra energy that Bitcoin's using on top of what we're all using, you know, every day for our lights and everything. But when you, it only takes 10 minutes to research uh, Bitcoin and how the mining algorithms run and they're uh, tailored to be efficient. Uh, so if it's the high energy point of the day where everybody's using energy and it's yeah. like the most expensive, uh, hardest to come by, the mining rigs all throttle down. So they don't, uh, you know, it's it's almost a waste of money because you're trying to be efficient when you're mining Bitcoin because yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what they do is they wait, you know, until the nighttime when people or, you know, the evening when people aren't using their their electricity as much in a region. And it all it's all different in different regions, obviously. That's when it ramps up to it's like 100% um, uh, yeah. mining. And when you do a little bit of research, you find out, that the electric companies, the the generation, the generating people, you know, that make electricity and store it, that Bitcoin is actually a, a big time asset for them because uh, with the way capacitors work and all that stuff, you find out that uh, it's actually really bad for them to have a bunch of excess energy at the nighttime, you know, because they're you're basically producing twenty four seven. Yeah. And during the nighttime, there's no, there's really no way to store energy, you know. So it's almost, uh, it's almost wasted energy at that mm-hmm. point. And uh, anyway, it, it only, like I said, it only took takes ten minutes to look that up, and you can find out that, um, you know, it's all BS. I think Bitcoin uses at this point, it's still point four percent of the energy total energy used. Uh, what did they say? They were, oh, that, it was the Washington Post was making an article about Bitcoin and how bad that it is for the environment. But someone was was like, well, what about your newspapers and all the uh, the pulp mills and all the trees? And, and they basically did a, a direct comparison to the energy it takes to make paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a newspaper. Do you think, do you think the government isn't, way more. isn't trying to just throw something up to see what will stick? Yeah. What will make that market budge? 100%. Because they're, they're, oh, they don't know exactly what what triggers the, the ups and downs. When, honestly, if this economy was the healthy economy that Donald Trump had during his four years and if they would have continued, I don't think we'd be talking about Bitcoin right now. Because the economy would be going good and people wouldn't be scattering to see where can they store money, wealth, or something. And I believe that the two times, the twice that there have been Democrats or in power and they've been, and the economy during their administration has tanked. Well, Bitcoin has just gone up, and and not just Bitcoin, but I believe that the other cryptocurrencies came up after that. You know, because during the, the the rise of Bitcoin, that's what what two thousand and eight, I believe. It that's started in ele- uh, nine, ten, eleven, around those something days. there, yeah. and then after that came up, 11. and then there was other other little cryptocurrency that were popping up on the market where there was actually an exchange. There's actually an exchange for it now. So, I mean, I, I agree with that except for 
Bitcoin going up in value. And I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> you know, I think dollars are going down in value. But that's what I'm saying. You if know, you're looking at the economy this. tanking, people who have a lot of money, the worst thing for them is they don't ever want to uh, retract. They want to either stay, keep it either, mm-hmm. keep it locked in one spot or grow. But they don't want to see negative. Negative is a bad thing for everybody. So, mm. I don't know. I believe that that's what it really is. Is people just, again, if we, we've seen this when other economies, you know, when, when oil is doing really good, it really bumps up the economy. That's when, when you'll have like, I don't know, when other, when that's like, I don't know, flush money. And usually that'll trigger technology because then they have extra money and it goes that way. So, I'm thinking, anyways, I already I got said a, what I thought. I got a bunch of uh, economic news we can get into right after our uh, appetizer. Let's call this our culture appetizer. And then we'll get into the official show. This is Tom McDonald's newest song, Dirty Money. Dirty Money, y'all. And I fig- it's very fitting to what we were just talking about. They're angry that they'll never shut me up. I'm making more noise. Turn me up or turn me down. It's your choice. Black lives only matter when they got a corpse to exploit. Because the media made millions off the protests for George Floyd. That's called ad revenue. They make cash selling you. All the crap in the ads while they broadcast news. Ooh, the network full of liars. Got investment capital in segments sponsored by Pfizer and the Freedom mm. Fighters. I feel like the left just plants them to infiltrate the right. It's extensive planning. Then it happens overnight. It's impressive branding. Make a million off a shirt that say, let's go Brandon. It's a cash. Grab everyone's a lab rat. Amazon made billions of dollars from sanitizer and black mass, and that's that. Funny how the terrorists who have tag always come from places that are oil rich and have gas. Democrats, they don't <laughs> give a damn. What is this about? Our military trapped in the Middle East can't get them out. Heroes are the ones who had the Constitution written down. Y'all are using hero while describing Kyle Rittenhouse. One cent, two cent, three cents, four. We get less and they get more. By insult since we were born, they want money. Goosebumps again from this guy. Interesting. Just like packed full of uh, lyrical like brilliance there, I have to say. Calling out everybody too. Do you notice that? Yeah. Calling out uh, the Republicans, calling out the Let's Go Brandon shirt makers, all that stuff. Kind of interesting. I, I, I agree with him. Because even among the rappers, they were arguing about themselves about who came out with that song first. Mm-hmm. I did. And then you had other rappers crying, well, I'm the one who came out with the first mm-hmm. Come on, I don't get no attention. I, ours was the number one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going. They might kill me for this song. It's all classified intelligence. Don't need to go to war to secretly be getting benefits. When Russia launches rockets, we condemn them. But there's evidence a U.S. politician owns the screws they're assembled with. Ain't no war on drugs. It's economic. You make money off an inmate. Every jail cell is profit. Our prisons are privately owned. Illegal marijuana just mean kids smoking weed. Turn the dollars in their pockets. Let's be honest. Domestic threats in comparison to nuclear powers who hate the West is embarrassing. Still, we label truckers in the convoy as terrorists and confiscate donations. We have no idea where it is. The pipeline leaks, price of gas goes higher Stock market crash, everybody gets fired Economy is weak while we trying to beat a virus One trillion dollars in debt to China 
We celebrate the smallest battles we're winning So they can publish the headline that's gonna fuel the vision But if we champion the crumbs, then it's crumbs that we're giving And we don't make any progress, we're stuck at the beginning One cent, two cent, three cents, four We get less and they get more By insult since we were born They want money It's soaked in blood It's all about the money, 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 money Every time we make a buck, they take from us It's all about the money, 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 money The dollar runs our lives until we die It's all about the money, 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 money It controls your mind and it controls it Wow, that was a really good song, I like that one Man, uh kind of interesting he was talking about uh you know dollars running the world because it kind of looks like that might not be as uh <laughs> running the world as much as we thought it was you know with this this brick stuff there's all kinds of news coming out now uh i find it interesting that iran uh basically has the the balls to confiscate multiple uh, oil tankers now they've uh basically um i don't know what you want to call that hijacked two oil tankers now in the gulf there and this was you know what three weeks ago that china was over there working the deal with well, iran and saudi arabia again, again we've heard of i was listening to this i don't know if he was an african nigerian pastor they called him and he was talking about the American government coming over to his government and telling them, you know, yeah, offering them money. We played that here, so that his that you know, so they can bring in the agenda of what's being propagated out here, mm-hmm. while the Chinese and the Russians are going in there and telling them how to defend themselves, how to have a war, how to fight, how to become a country. And it's like, okay, so who are they going to pick? And when they're they're attempting to make your country stronger by making it militarily stronger. What does that mean? That means they're selling them arms. They're training their military. When you have a military like ours who... Do you want to be trained by China, though? Well, military? do you want to be that. pushed around by Iran well, and this... be picked up by their oil tankers? When, first of all, we don't need to... Be, that's the thing. We don't need their oil. We know that this country ourselves, we can produce more oil than any country can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Our, the state of Texas alone can produce more oil than, than the whole OPEC. Mm-hmm. Are we doing that? Why? Mm-hmm. And this whole government, <laughs> the what question is, Let's whatever Brandon. overlord that they're trying to please, they don't they don't see that to be important, that we can defend our, our ships. And we're being shown by, and they're showing us, Iran of all countries is showing us that we were told, right, if we had Trump in power, or a president who had any balls, this wouldn't happen. We don't have that, dude. We have pansies now. We have a military that makes sure they have a rainbow flag above the United States flag, bro. Let's get into it over here. 
one. No, 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 no. You you still want to do more of these morons? We have news to deconstruct. No, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm no, going to stop. Okay. I uh, got that out of the way. This is uh, all over alternative news sites, but is not being covered whatsoever by the mainstream media. Shocker, huh? Uh, and again, is it a coincidence? Say, first, first say that would be say. helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was, uh, I think, Monday this happened. U.S. regional bank stocks crash. PacWest down 30%. Western Alliance down 25%. And this was all after... Uh, last week's uh, First Republic, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a bankruptcy or uh, acquisition, let's call it that, by J.P. Morgan and all these guys. But they're now basically saying that, um, where's my article here? Well, I'll just say it. They're, they're, we have now lost more capital this year than we, have, we had in all of the Lehman Brothers crash from 2008, the, you know, the giant recession we had, there's actually now uh, more assets lost this year than there was in 2008. And they're, they're keeping but, it very quiet, you know. But this is, but this is again, banks who they've known that they, were, that they were making really bad investments. Many people want to say that it was ESG or whatever, but they're making investments onto that getting presidents of the bank that weren't even supposed to, uh, that knew anything about banking. They knew they were diversity hired. My question, or what I'd like to put out there is this. Is it a coincidence that under both of these administrations, you had Obama who said these banks were too big to, to fail? You know, and he blamed George Bush for the housing market and that all these banks that did all these false, these really bad loans, which we all heard about how they were taking advantage of the American people, they knew that the, at the back end of this that they weren't going to have to suffer any losses because they, they came in. That was what jumped out the uh, Occupy Wall Street and everything was all these banks being bailed out, and they made sure that they had their uh, bonus checks. And here we go again with President, this guy, uh, Biden, another Democrat, and again, pre- banks failing under their administration, and and here we go again. What's interesting about these closures is that this bank, from what I've heard, closed down like Friday night, really quietly. And next mo- next weekend, J.P. Morgan now owns it. Well, they had lost like I think it was almost ninety percent of the stock value Friday. But but you so, also and have they had halted the stock multiple times, and we've heard that. a lot of Democratic and also Republicans. That had insider trading that sold oh, yeah. their stock. Hundred percent, you know that's going on. So they this probably, was all a money yeah. scam. We know that this is a laundering scam. We know that these banks are just there to distribute money on, okay. among their. You've used your talking time up. Jeez, buddy, come on now. Well, there's more. I know, but you got to share it's the so, talking okay. time. So, come but on you're now. bringing this up. So, is it a coincidence <laughs> that under these two administrations that the banks fell and that we bailed them out? No, it's because we didn't punish anybody in 2008. For that, I mean, can you name me one person that got punished for that? So from now on, any bank that decides to do bad investments are going to be a speed so, bailed out. Yes, but you got to even go a step before that because the government pushed the banks to make those crappy loans to those people through the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you know, first time home buyer crap. This was the government really. 
you know, incentivize the banks to get into this market, which, you know, if you were a bank, you know, why would you go into risky, you know, like a risky well, you asset had no risk, man. or a risky, uh, so, you know, as far as that, that's my main thing is I, I always wondered how nobody was held accountable for, for that recession. It was just throw and your hands of, up and, in the air. But it's funny that also these <laughs> banks weren't paying into any necessary insurances that were that would have taken care of their invest or their depositors, they knew, and by the evidence of their business practices, is that no matter what they did, they were going to be bailed out. No matter what awful decisions or bad decisions mm-hmm. they made, they were going to be bailed out. Any company that has that security, that no matter what decisions you make, you're you're not going to suffer the consequences. Would behave like them. They they. How do you run a bank with no insurance? Well, I mean, it's kind of similar to, I don't know. I'm not uh, up to date on, you know, I, I know that they were, um, all these banks were invested heavily in the uh, bond market. Yes. So as soon as the, and I think they were long-term bonds, they weren't the short-term ones. They started losing their value. When the interest rate went up. So, yeah. you know, but once again, who who was printing the most money in history yeah. of America yeah. in the last three years, right? Yeah, the yeah, government yeah, yeah. was. Yeah. So what happens is when you have a bunch of assets, a bunch of liquid uh, money out there, it's going to go to areas, right? No, and we just heard. So about two they knew ago, it was going to go to that. That go Canada, to bonds. their prime minister and their bankers, and that got brought up up there, how they're losing their butts on this and how the Canadian people are also being called up there to, to bail out the banks because they sold all these Canadian bonds out. And now that they're guaranteed this Same money thing. back to these mm-hmm. investors, which are these banks, but now the Canadian bonds are basically worthless. They're not say they sold it for a dollar. Now you're only getting thirty cents for every bond. So they, so now the banks have made these bad choices. And who are the Canadian people? The same. But but people. hold on, that that wasn't a bad choice when they bought it. It was a great choice when they bought it. <laughs> you know, that's like that's the risk. That's the risk everyone takes of any investment. But it's um, it's um, but no, that but, that's what happens when you print fifty percent of the currency ever created in America. You print it in the last two years. That's what happens. So like then, you can you can blame banks. I don't you know I I'll be I'll be on that wagon too of blaming banks. But you got to go a step behind that because really it's the same entity doing it again. Yes. Right. And guess guess what? What's very interesting too? The Federal Reserve is in cahoots with that entity, the government. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, they didn't know that by raising know, interest rates that, that all this, this would a, happen? It's a laundry Come scheme. On. Everyone got paid out no, who listen, had their money in listen. there. They didn't know this was going to happen? Yes, they did. Uh-huh, thank you. Now we're moving on to what's really important. What, the insider trading? CBDCs. Because these, these are all regional, small banks. These aren't... It's not a, a chase going down. This is not a Bank of America going down. These are all small local. But this isn't banks. the first time we we can go all the way to the eighties to the savings and home saving and loans banking system mm-hmm. when they collapsed in the eighties. Same thing. Awful home loans. Interest rates went up, and they couldn't afford them any longer. And the same thing. The bank, the government went in there and took that bailed them out. Also, it isn't the know, first time the, because. I'm talking CBDCs. That's what I'm talking about. They're shutting down all competition. Anybody that might resist 
a mandate of a CBDC of like, hey, if you want to let someone deposit money in your bank, it's got to be a CBDC. You know, they're not going to allow. And this is this couldn't this might not be right now. This could be in the future. But I mean, other than just merger, you know, like basically, uh, you know, these guys just eating up everything, which is I'm sure they want to do that, too. But to me, like I said, seeing that this was allowed to happen again, like we're talking about. They didn't see that it was going to happen. Obviously, they anybody could have saw that, that you raise the interest rates. This is what's going to happen. So to me, it just directly points at another one, just like the FTX is they're allowing this to happen. They want this to happen. They want these small banks to get bought up and merged JP so that they Morgan can have control. Acquisating these banks. Acquiring, has, yeah. Acquiring these banks have now become the third largest bank in the country. Mm-hmm. I bet. But they're, but they're also doing it as a business plan. Because you also remember, they were supposed to be, a lot of these bankings were supposed to go digital, and they're going, you know, they're going out. J.P. Morgan's been talking about this being their, their business plan now for the last 10 years. And they've been inquiring these little small banks. It used to be, like, the thing to do. I mean, you heard, um, what's his name, um, from the Lions? Um, what's his name, that, the running back? The uh do you, do you know the government let them? They they chose who got to bid on that bank. Yes. Right. Of course they did. Uh-huh. So what does that tell you? But that's why it's called a laundering system. It's laundering. It's called mm. laundering. That tells me J.P. Morgan is the government. Just like Google is the government. Who has you know? stocks in J.P. Morgan? Hmm. Who, Rock, owns, who owns that Black kind Rock. of stuff? <laughs> okay. So it's the investors there that they're, they're going to pay off out of this who now... You know, because I guarantee you there was probably the same people sitting on this 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 last bank's board who are probably sitting down at JP Morgan or they're just gonna go over to that bank or whatever. These people wrong among themselves. All they want is the depositors, the money mm-hmm. grow larger. Mm-hmm. That's what they seem to want to be, right? I mean any other bank, this is what you do. Yeah. I mean you know, it, it what's that- not being talked about is the way these banks had been ran, who was running them, why were they allowed to be ran to the ground, and why wasn't anybody on the board raising up flags going, hey, guys, we're not investing properly they, or something. You, once you start raising interest rates at record levels, never been done before this fast. That's what happens. But according you, you to can't my, get okay, out of those but, bonds, but, my but, dog. You, you literally can't. You're stuck with them. You got to wait for them to mature or, like you said, take a... 70% cut and have someone buy them from you, but then you're bankrupt again already. So it's like, you know, I just keep coming back to, uh, I you just, know, the banks are definitely part of the problem. I'm not, a, I'm no bank fan. That's why I own Bitcoin, but we got to look past the easy target of the banks being mismanaged, which is true to the actual creation of why they were being mismanaged, you know, like, there was money everywhere. Well, people didn't know what to do with all the money. Again, if you're, if you're, if you're, it's like that Bud Light lady comes in, and goes, okay, I'm going to add this ESG. This is the new latest thing they're teaching us at college. This thing is guaranteed. You know, look at this business has taken off. This we know that they were all coming in as in false priests pre- with false plans, right? That all this was going to going to work, and it doesn't. 
That's the problem with most of these banks. They're coming in with these new people or whatever with these new flashy ideas. Look, this is the latest, greatest technology coming out of college. This is the way we're going to move. And everyone buys into it. All these old fogies go, yeah, that's the young, but look at it. Everyone's getting attention. Yeah, that's the way we're going to go. And at the end, they end up collapsing because they're not. Be- but Every expert would have said to go into bonds. Every expert. Bro, there was so, experts I don't, I don't telling know. Bud Light I'm confused, that this bro. Dylan Mulvaney move was going to be great for their brand. Yeah. There was there was companies, there was guys out there who we've, were marketing experts telling them that this was a wise thing to do. We've talked about that whole Mulvaney thing, and that was a social media campaign that, that Bud didn't do anything with her. But why did they pick that person? Pe- because they people, say they believe the algorithm saying this person was oh, way more popular. Well, now that's they, an interesting theory. Oh, yeah. because that's like, what they're basing they, on, they, bro. They chose her through the algorithms. Could be. It shows her or him. I don't know. Whatever. Well, it sounds like you're getting politically correct here. This is a good time culture podcast. You well, better get yourself straight in here. That, that's the one. It kind of looks like a girl. I have to say. Like, it doesn't look like a man. Even though I know it's a man. I know, <laughs> you know, but I know like, it's been a long time for you, Hollywood, but I'm telling you, that does not look like a girl. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, there's supposed to be, uh, like I said, these there's uh, at least five other banks that have the exact same problem uh, that the last three have had with their bonds. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I almost think that's why... Uh, the government started that Fed Now program is so that they can, you know, they knew that these these banks were going to need, uh, you know, liquid assets to get them through to the point of, you know, the bonds maturing or whatever. But uh, we'll see what happens. We got um got a couple more. I think there's when was it? I think they said middle of July or beginning of July is when most of the bonds will actually mature and they can get their money back. So if we can make it through kind of the July period, then, you know, it's it's getting easier as the year goes on, but we do have a good five weeks. Of, there's probably going to be more banks going down. So buy Bitcoin and buy uh, Pepe coin. <laughs> this is not investment advice, but I did buy some of that stupid Pepe coin. I can't believe it. So, I had my dog uh, step out here, so I am going to go on to something else. Let's do this first. Let's rock! Uh, I had Tony Word send this one over to me, if anybody remembers um, the good old times of the libertarian movement with Ron Paul and all those guys. Uh, Larkin Rose has been uh, putting out some decent videos, and uh, I thought this one was kind of cool. Because in a free society, all us normal grown-ups, we're all there is. Like, to solve a problem, that's on me, and it's on you, and it's on everybody else. Now, you don't have to know the solution to every problem. You don't have to come up with a solution to every problem, but... You and you alone are the ultimate arbiter of what you think is justified and what you go along with. There is no such thing in a society that's given up the superstition of authority as just following orders, so it's okay. One of the foundations of giving up the cult of of authority 
is giving up the idea that if you just do what some supposed authority says, then you're not responsible. Well, I don't make the law, I just enforce it. Well, you're choosing to enforce it. And to pretend that you're not morally responsible because you're just mindlessly following orders like a robot doesn't make it okay. It makes it immoral and makes you a coward. And everybody who acts as a law enforcer for government is a a thug and a coward. A thug because they will initiate violence if the law tells them to, and a coward because they will take no personal responsibility for having done that. They'll just say, "Well, I was just, I was just doing, I was just enforcing the law. I was just obeying orders. I was just doing as I was told." You can't blame me. Actually, yes, we can. Yep. Every one of them commie bastards in Canada. Um, I did have a clip. Tucker uh, was talking about this same thing. I really, one of these days we should just watch this whole presentation from the Heritage Foundation because we played um, like a two-minute clip last week. But this is another spot where it just kind of makes you, makes me raise my eyes, makes me wonder too about this guy because I I do feel sometimes that there is a, uh, we've talked about Elon Musk maybe having some sort of AI system where he knows what everybody's saying on the internet. So he ends, you know, he's able to, say that and then it all kind of makes everybody like wow nice but i don't know this is tucker at the heritage foundation um talking about very similar to what uh, larkin rose was just talking about stuff and i never can and i just use my time this honor to brood more but here are two conclusions i've come to which i think are slightly less depressing than the most obvious which is the country's really going at high speed in the wrong direction yeah no kidding like in ways that are just unfathomable and and for people my father's age, for example, who's 82 and such a decent man, and I could go on forever about my dad, who I saw this morning, um, you know, was born in an orphanage called the Home for Little Wanderers in Boston and became a success and the head of a federal agency and served in the Marine Corps and sort of lived the America that you imagine is possible for people who are smart and try hard and all that. For- Sorry to get on a tangent there, but his dad was a part of the government? Well, he was picked. He was picked up out through the orphanage, and then mm. have you just seen the origin movies of Marvel? How they go mm-hmm. to the orphanage, and then they—that's how they pick one of the kids and then train them. Dude, one of my—we're going to go through the podcast rundown here in a second, but that's in there. One of the podcasts I listened to was talking about the Gate program, the Gifted Children's. Yeah, I was program. part of it, dude. It's dude. That don't is, you remember the Gates program? I we don't were, remember we that. Obviously, I wasn't. That in was it. like that was like really. <laughs> you really had to score really high, and you actually. You want to be a part. You wanted yeah. to be a part of that, and part of that, like I was going to college campuses, and I was like 13, 14 years old, 13, 12 years old. Yeah, I was going to college campuses. We're going to talk about it. Let's yeah. keep going to Tucker. For people of that age, it's it's too much. Actually, the change is too abrupt. They can't metabolize it. Really, it's too horrifying. Sorry, guys. But Here you go. for those of us who are still engaged in trying to figure out what this means and not just repelled by it, this is where I wanted. To I start. would say two things that are I think we're thinking about. The first is is you look around and you see so many people break under the strain, under the downward pressure of whatever this is that we're going through. And you look with disdain and sadness as you see people you know become quislings. You see them revealed as cowards. You see them going along with a new, new thing, which is clearly a poisonous thing, a silly thing. You know, saying things you know they don't believe because they want to keep their jobs. If there's a single person in this room who hasn't seen that, 
through George Floyd and COVID and the Ukraine war. Raise your hand. Oh, nobody? Right. You all know what I'm talking about. And you're so disappointed in people. You know, you are, and you realize that the herd instinct is maybe the strongest instinct. I mean, it may be stronger than the hunger and sex instincts, actually. The instinct, which again is inherent to be like everybody else and not to be cast out of the group, not to be shunned, that's a very strong impulse in all of us from birth. And it takes over, unfortunately, in moments like this, and it's harnessed, in fact, by bad people in moments like this, Mm -hmm. to produce uniformity. And you see people going along with this, and you lose respect for them. And that certainly happened to me at scale over the past three years. I'm not mad at people. I'm just sad. I'm disappointed. How could you go along with this? You know it's not true, but you're saying it anyway? Really? You're putting your pronouns in your email? You're ridiculous. Yeah. You know, but no one else thinks it's ridiculous. Oh, no. It's your pronouns in the email. We saw that for the last three years, man, with everything. We saw that. What does it even mean? How many many people would fake the funk, man? Tell us they were with us. And at the last minute, with that shame, they would come up to you and go, oh, dude, I... You know, I took one for the team, you know, and it's like, it would be really cool. I know I, we talked about it on the show that I would ask people, you know, why did you get the shot? You know, just try to be real open and not be judgmental. Just like, I'm just kind of curious, you know, like, and we've talked about it. That it was out of the 30 or so people that I was just randomly asking that at work and friends and family, I think it was one person that said they got it to protect themselves. Yeah. You know, it was always something else. And I, I would, it would be a very interesting study to do that, to ask people questions about COVID and, and their choices that they made, you know, going through that process. Cause, uh, the, the way that they led us in where it was just, oh, just two weeks, just a little, just a little, oh, school is just, uh, it, it was like this slow dribble where I, we were always, every time we were like, okay, if it goes any more, that's crazy. I can't do it. It'll go a little bit more. And then next thing you know, you know, we're three years later and we're finally taking our masks off. Um, I, I noticed that in, in, in a line, depend who I would speak to. If I spoke to an all Spanish group, mm. you know, that they got their, their information from Univision, Telemundo, mm. or any, they were bought and sold. They're scared. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Cuban community, they were more battling it because they've been used to the government trying to shove stuff to them. Remember, they just... But the Mexican government people just seem to be like... They they saw the cold, they saw the, the, the sickness, and they go, okay, we, we, we have to take the shot. And there were so many. But it just... It depended, man, man, because there was all... But it wasn't all of them. There was groups among them. You know what I mean? There was... But that, that there was quite a divide on, on wherever they got their information from. I hate to be a stereotypical white guy over here, but uh, do you think it was, you know, I wouldn't say majority, but definitely as far as ethnics, ethnicities go, the Hispanics definitely have a full house of like grandma, you know, mom, yes, kids, grandkids. I mean, it's only, literally not all that, but it's, it's shrugged in your heart. And I know in all communities about their mom. Yeah, and and you know there's certain because they it, did it, that in the beginning. Well, remember, it, you're like, going to kill it, old it's, people. It's like it's like you know people might make fun of that. All oh, that white people may not like it, but go up to a redneck and talk, make fun of his mom. He'll kick your ass. You yeah. don't, it's something about mom, dude. It's just like you don't mess with mom. And because they threw that hard on us in the all beginning, us, like all you got to get Papa, it, yeah. you got to get it to protect your your family. Oh yes, that's that was like, and I think that was probably enough for a lot of people just to but, you know. Better safe only, than sorry. But not <laughs> only that, but how many people we knew that among their houses they were divided? 
where there were wives and husbands that were divided, where there was either the wife who didn't want anyone to have the shot, but there goes the husband, or the husband didn't want the shot. You had someone at your job that their wives... Yeah, I never had any dude go get the shot, as far as I know. Every dude that I know at my job... You told me one guy did it while his wife got mad with him. Oh, yes, I did. You're right. There is that guy. Ooh, forgot about that guy. That's what what I'm quoting. Yeah, so there's... Although... But I also knew yeah. guys who were legit. Like I told you, I've had guys come up to me and they were scared. They thought that it was, they they believed it. And they got out of their heart. They took their kids, their two boys and their wife and themselves and got the shot because they believed it. A lot of them did it too, bro. Because remember, you weren't allowed to go to baseball games and you didn't right. have a shot. Dude. You weren't allowed to go see your kids yeah. play. You couldn't see a family Travel. member if they were in the hospital. Me with my brother that died, uncle that died. My wife, while she had her mm. toe amputated, we couldn't go into the hospital to go see her. Mm-hmm. We couldn't enter there. And that's all crazy, man. And, people, and That's all prior to the job f- mandate. No, and that came you know along I mean? with it, too, because... But that was what, like a year later after they, well, they remember pushed they, they, everybody they, when they through social it at your job, engineering. They told you by September 1st, of 2021, you had to have the vaccine, or your job was then going to be uh, considered whether it was needed. Listen to the words that they were saying. Yeah, it was, whether you're going to be put on leave. Yeah, on leave, they and said. they were going yeah. to reevaluate Unpaid your position leave. to see whether we needed the position or not. And you're going, what you SOBs? Listen to them. Yeah. And now, those same companies are backpilling because they can't find people to work for them right now. Oh, I got one here. Do you want to stay on this Tucker thing? I got something here that I think you might like. Go ahead. I'll, um, yeah. What's going on with Tucker? I'm going to leave it at that. Tucker. Oh, no, you teased it. it Come on. I mean, I'm going to say a little bit. Okay. okay. It was a composite of reasons. He was against the war in Ukraine. He was against the open borders. He was exposing Hunter Biden. He was exposing the central bank digital currencies. January 6th. But I I was told by sources very close to Tucker, and I'll leave it at this, that the Vanity Fair article is the closest to reality. He was about a month and a half ago, about five weeks ago, he was in Bel Air at the big mansion estate of Rupert Murdoch and his fiance, who is a big fan of Tucker and has become religious and Christian because of Tucker, and she thinks he's like a prophet. Tucker has become very Christian. Before, he was kind of agnostic, raised Episcopalian. Right. Wasn't sure God was real, but liked Christians and thought they were good for society. But he really just, you know, still thought it was kind of silly. Then uh, he's had experiences, seen things, grown, and at some point I'm sure he'll talk about the details of it, but had some really interesting experiences. Uh, kind of Saul on the road, Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus things, to where he really knows it's a fight between good versus evil. He's been saying that. And Rupert Murdoch is an atheist. He got really freaked out, uh, wouldn't talk, basically left the dinner table. He, he was, quote, friends with, with Tucker before that. Uh, and then the next day broke up with his girlfriend and said, I'm done with you, his fiance. Get out of here. And so what, whatever went on at that dinner, and, and, and I don't know all the details. I was just told, no, Vanity Fair is the tip of the iceberg. That's what it is. And, and so Tucker is extremely... Uh, trying to be extremely close to God. You call it born again, but not even really. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another theory right there where that's what it was. And I've heard that the third time I've heard that, that it's his, his, his relationship with God, that he would seem to be it. And the people around Rupert Murdoch, who is an atheist, an Australian atheist. And he didn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like that. He, he's cut all those people out of his circle. He freaks out when anybody talks about God or anything like that. 
They say it went deep that way. Because, I mean, he even broke up with his fiance over it. Now, this is the third confirmation I've heard about that. I don't know. Well, I mean, you you watch that uh, Heritage Foundation speech. And, uh, I mean, it's obvious he has uh, the spirit in him. You know, he's talking about evil. He's talking about, uh, you know, being super disappointed in people, but, like, not being mad at them. You know, understanding. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if you or I could say that about some of the people we're disappointed in. Yeah. You know, I mean... <laughs> I think we've got it under control pretty good too, but there was definitely a time where I, I was just, you know, really, I wasn't ever really angry at at the people for just moving, you know, rolling over. But you you remember in the very beginning of all this, when we'd go over to uh, Woody's house for Bible study, I would, I'd basically be like, you know, when do we get our guns and our Bibles and go make a stand somewhere? Because, if they're going to shut down the churches, shut down our businesses, uh, tell our kids they can't come out of their houses, you know, like, it, like I was, what I else? Was, how more? How much more was, can we? I take? was starting to worry for Hollywood because he, towards the end of where he was working, they went a little bit beyond the mask regulations <laughs> and made people wear it a lot longer than most other companies. And I'm telling you, Hollywood sounded like he had PTSD. I do. Like he was starting to really. I mean, no, I do. I don't know. I'm I'm serious about what I'm saying. That he was looking really traumatized whenever that mask subject came, or he even talked about going back to work knowing he had to wear that mask. You could see it and hear it in his voice that he would just, my goodness, it looked it 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 freaked me out to the yeah. point that I was grateful. That maybe a week after I saw that out of Hollywood, that they took the mask mandate out. <laughs> yeah. Because I believe that he was starting to really, it was still, I mean, it was getting to him. You guys, if well, anybody who's been listening to the show can hear that he's been kind of keeping it calm, that he was he was going through this at work. And at the end of it, I'm telling you, I don't know how close he was to flipping. No, I mean. It, it got close. To, at least I was a little bit concerned. You know, I was going to vent on someone possibly, but. Uh, you know, that wouldn't have been a good idea. I just, I know in my, um, you know, full disclosure in my exemption request, you know, I clearly put on there, you know, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to mask my face in front of God. I said that, you know, like, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. And, and, you know, of course, you know, I wrote it in there, so you know, as far yeah, as yeah. Uh, my conscience and my uh, karma or whatever you want to call it, it's it's not on me anymore. It's on whoever read that letter and decided to make me wear a mask. They're going to have to deal uh, with the ramifications of that, yeah. and you know, it goes ripples down the line. You know, I'm they're not going to have to deal with me. They're going to have to deal with someone else a lot more uh, oh, yeah. important. So, good luck with that. Let's see. Let's, I think I already did that one, huh? Let me do this one. Gonna go. Where are we gonna go? Ooh, let's do our podcast roundup. I got a little comedy clip here. Get us going. I was performing at a college. Now, colleges are notoriously fun, at least they used to be. College kids used to party, right? This is Kayvon, K-V-O-N. 
clicking it. Cruise ships used to be boring. Old people who are conservative, they're not going to laugh. College kids used to be, Everything has changed. Now the cruise ship people are like, make me laugh, I'm ready, yeah! And college kids are like, I'm ready to protest, I just don't know why yet. Should we protest now or wait till later? <laughs> They're ready. They don't even know what to... They have the sign ready. They're just... What are we writing on this today? Chick-fil-A? Are we doing Chick-fil-A? Are we protesting? Top Gun? What should we protest? We got to protest them. They don't have fun. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So here's what happened. I get to the college and the student advisor is the lady in charge. She goes, um, just so you know, we did not have a good experience with our last comedian. And we want to make sure that you understand this is the student's safe space. This is, yeah, we don't want to trigger them. So all we ask is you don't talk about race, religion, politics, gender, sexuality, and don't make direct eye contact with them. Other than that, say whatever you want. We're really big into freedom of speech on this campus. Are you, though? Really? Are you? I'm like, race, religion, politics, sexuality. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? It was out of control. So I said, what if I just say hi to them for an hour and get paid? She's like, that'd be great. She didn't even want comedy. She just wanted me to be just up there. So I just did. I came out strong. Where's all the freshmen at? They're like, yeah! Where's all the sophomores? Juniors! I looked at my watch. 59 more minutes to go. (laughs) I did not time that right. (laughs) Then I started saying, where's all the white people at? Where's the black people at? Latinos, Persians, Asians. Then I started running out of groups. I'm like, Laos. Laos in the house. Who else? And then I made a mistake I didn't even know. I said, where's all the LGBTQ students? Make some noise. Yeah, you're here. Yep. But I'll tell you what. At that show, the woman got offended. One of the students, she came up. I just called her a she. Hold on. I'm not a biologist. Hold on. Uh, They. They. They all came up at the same time. Because it was one person. <laughs> and they looked me in the eye and they go, that was extremely rude what you did up there. And I go, what happened? I just said hi. She goes, where's the LGBTQ students? I go, that was nothing. She goes, it's LGBTQIAA+, you idiot. And then she stormed off. Yeah. I was like, wait, I didn't know they did an update. <laughs> did you guys know they did an update? No. If you did, that's cool. That You're like an iPhone 16. You're updated. I'm a little older. I'm an iPhone 7. I'm not quite there. iPhone 7 used to be good. It's not as good anymore, but don't hate on the iPhone 7, all right? It had its time. So she was mad at me because I wasn't updated. I had to go home and Google it so I don't offend other students. I go, what's LGBTQIAA+. And the more you Google that stuff, the more the advertisements start changing on your computer. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. My suggested items are completely different than they were last year. <laughs> we think you'd like this. I'm like, oh my God. Add to cart. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Christmas is going to look a lot different for the family this year. Let me tell you that. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. All right. little interlude there. Uh, I did uh, do a little uh, podcast roundup this week. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know how interested people are in this, but uh, I did find a new podcast. Uh, it's called, man, I'm saying uh, a lot. Macro Aggressions is the podcast. This is podcast 330. And it was pretty much um, 
it's like a different angle on the whole trans thing. And it kind of gets to what we were talking about with the banking stuff where there could be, there could be things that have been happening to us prior to the actual crisis that we're in that uh, we'll explain quite a bit. We're going to get into this. In fact, let's do it right now. Let's get into this Alex Jones was right segment. They're turning the frogs gay. Well, you know, kind of partially right. They're turning the frogs into hermaphrodites. We know that. That wasn't Alex Jones speculating. That was Alex reading the medical reports and the studies of what atrazine does. I had Dennis O'Connor on the show. He's a medical practitioner out of Brisbane, Australia. We talked about atrazine. It's a real thing. It's, um, it's one of the most popular pesticides in the world, and it has devastating consequences. And we're experiencing that now. We're starting to see that. So first of all, it destroys the sex life of the frogs, right? They did this big study with frogs, and they contaminated the, the water in which the frogs were living in with atrazine. This this poison that's made by Syngenta agra Syn. giant like Monsanto. And um, well, speaking of Syngenta, Syngenta, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, and the government of Norway are the four sponsors of the Spalsbard seed vault that I've mentioned multiple times, right? Where they have all of the real seeds hidden away. Syngenta financed that with Bill Gates uh-huh. while making atrazine, which is a endocrine disruptor and gender bending chemical that is having tremendously horrible effects on not just frogs, but people. Three fourths of the frogs that were exposed to atrazine became emasculated or chemically castrated. Three out of four. 75%. Of the male frogs, I should say. 10% of the male frogs turned into females. 10% you say? Oh, let me go back to this page. Millennials that are LGBTQ, 10.5%. Generation Z, uh, LGBTQ, 21%. Well, in this study, 10% of the frogs just straight up turned into females, the male frogs. Now I realize that human beings are not amphibians. I get that. But we're going to have to take a look at this and, and take it seriously because it's part of the problem. It's most definitely a contributing factor. Again, social conditioning is part of this as well, to be fair and and to be clear, it is. But there is also a chemical agent that is at work here. There was, for the frogs that were exposed to this, 90% reduction in testosterone. Soy boy concept starting to make a little bit more sense. Pretty crazy stuff. Well, we've been talking, we've heard about this in the waters, in the, in our food it's and banned in europe we've also heard we i you boss you have seen this when you go to the stores a lot of these young men who are about 18 19 years old skinny jeans they their whole it's quite a feminine um i don't attitude even though they're not they're they're just their mannerism mm-hmm. but then i believe that has to do a lot also with is there a lack of, of a father in the house is there a, uh, you know, that's what they're saying, that if there was fathers in the house, would majority of the fathers say, hey, what the heck are you doing? Stop acting like that. Or, you know, hmm. will, because a kid wants to emulate whoever he idolizes. If he idolizes his father, if his dad tells him, hey, what are you doing? That's not something we do. 
it's like, oh, okay, nothing do we do. But if there is, if that yeah. person is not there, I see your uh, the the nurture. You're talking about the nurture side. You know, well, like it, it, it's your parents are very important, but if you are chemically unable to be masculine, it doesn't matter what kind of dad you have. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're like, you, you could be effeminate, uh, like football player. I mean, that's, there's no big deal without that, but you know, you're probably not going to be tending towards football, you know, if you're already, you know, cause like he said, you know, that's a 90% reduction in testosterone. Yeah. Dang. Like that's, I mean, what? <laughs> well, there, there's that, that thing, right. That the men's taint is getting smaller and that, that has to do with the medications and the, the taint. Yeah. The balls? The, the runner that is getting smaller in that area the for a lot of men. underneath the balls. Yeah, bro. at that part. What? And they talk, yeah, they talked about on Joe Rogan, everything, how they're talking about how that's getting smaller. And if there's issues with the men men's um, reproduction health. Dang. Has taint, a lot. Yeah. Taint talk, everybody, on Good well, Times Culture Podcast. It's, it's Tune just in next about week this, for taint talk, talk. Talk about the medical thing, but there has to be, there has to be something there, right? But what's the reason? What? Why do they want to do that to a population? Why dismantle the um, the feminism of your of your of your man if it isn't Ready? of your boys? If it isn't for the pharmaceutical industries and the medications that they're selling, and that's mm. who now they're going to make money on that. No, part. no, they are making money yeah. on it, but they're not going to make. But money. you you got to look back at who funded uh, Syngenta. And Bill Gates' name got brought up. Bill Gates is the one that accidentally, or I guess I misheard him say that if we do a good enough job on vaccines, we can reduce the population. Oh, remember that? About that, but so, this isn't. But do you so know that he's, gonna, he's there's a there's a finish line here because, and I don't know if you want me to play it and have him talk about it, but basically, after the hermaphrodite uh, transformation of these frogs. The next generation was all boys. No women were being, no females were being born from the hermaphrodites, only males. And that's what I see. That's where I, you know, I'm speculating, obviously, this is all speculation, but that's where I think Bill Gates comes in and he's going, you know, I can't reduce the population fast enough with vaccines. That's obvious. You know, the people aren't going to take it, but you know, we could mess up the gender so bad that basically the next generation is just going to be, you know, it's just going to be a mess. I don't even know. I mean, it's not going to be worldwide because it's not, atrazine isn't worldwide. Like in Europe, it's banned. Okay, so. So it'll just be the U.S. <laughs> There's this another thing I'm, I'm curious. I, I've, I've been, I've heard a couple of people talk about these transgender kids and the parents that are transgendering them. Do you think it has a lot to do with, right now, if I may say this, uh, in our society, white people, for example, are pretty much ostracized right now, right? You go on any media, all the commercial, all TVs, you hear it out of actors saying, if you're white, pretty much don't even go for a role. Yeah, don't watch our movie if you're white. And and you're seeing, <laughs> you're, and you're seeing this whole thing now. Now supposedly they're not accepted. You go to the universities and it's it's you're not accepted if you're a white male, white female. Now, how can I get attention? Well, that Dylan Mulvaney is an example. Mm-hmm. 
Now I'll, I'll put on women's clothing. Now I'm a protected class. Now I'm not just a a white male yeah, who like nobody that. wants. Now I'm this gay person. Yep. Now I'm not applying to college mm-hmm. as a a white woman. No, now what I'm applying, I'm a a transgender or bi mm-hmm. or whatever of the different categories they can sit into show some types of difference. Yeah, I'm not I'm not Chinese now because if they start saying that the universities are are pretty much blackballing Asians, no, now I'm a I don't know. A man that blackballing Asians that sounds dirty. And so you have, and so you have them going. Okay, what do you do with them now? I'm a gay, or can't be gay anymore because gay males are being dis- discriminated. Now I'm a, uh, I don't know, drag queen dancer now. Mm-hmm. Something to give them a category to be accepted. Yeah, to have purpose. We were talking about that to kind of like to have an identity. Our, co- our culture is so empty. Our culture is so empty that you have to literally, you know, and, and like everybody said, no gender uh, has talked about that, that. There is gender dysmorphia out there, but it's, what do they say? Point, it's like 1% or 0.05% gender when, dysmorphia. You know, when, when I heard that, that, that possibility, it makes sense now. Yeah, I like that. It makes sense because what it's other what other reason would it pressure be? It's a acceptance. Yeah. When we see that person jazz, that jazz transforming, mm-hmm. we I, we were talking about. Oh, that was her, all her mom, dude. Her mom, dude, Ugh. and the status that she's queen bee at that table while so her friends gross. are listening to her. Demon. And so you, this is what I'm saying is, I think a lot of it has to do with that. Is this is the only way I can get accepted? We talked about that kid at your daughter's school who. That's the only way that boy or whatever he is yep. is going to get any attention. Attention, yep. Because if he just becomes yep. a, what he is, he just blends in with the other little kids. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. And My kid is special. It's probably addictive. You know, if you're a kid and you're, you know, you're seeking, you're seek, you're desiring and seeking that acceptance. Well, it, and used that, to, it used oh, to be. It used to be. You're, you're looking for it that. It used to be. I'm a single mom and I'm raising my kids all by myself. That used to be a status point. Used to be anytime you met a girl, what's the first thing they would tell you? Oh, I'm a single mom. That was like a big old. Now that's not enough anymore. Oh, now I'm terrible. a single mom think- of, a, of a bisexual or pansexual or whatever kid. We saw that with the Disney CEO going. Well, being the mother, not only is she a CEO of Disney, but she also had a pan child and a transgender child. Yeah, here you go. Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a psychological disorder marked by attention-seeking behavior by a caregiver through those who are in their care. I have, I'm, I'm watching a, a, Yikes. my show is uh, trigonometry with, um, um, I get the name of the host, but they have a, a great podcast with a Amala Egona is a social media personality and comments once leftist activist. She experienced a dramatic political... I'll uh, put it reversal. in the show notes. What's the uh, name of the show? Um, it's called Trigonometry. Trig- trigger? Yeah, Trigonometry. Trigonometry. Okay. Episode? Um, it doesn't have to have it. Or date. Let me see. I'll put it in the show notes, you guys, if you want to look at any of these podcasts up. It's... um. It doesn't say April, just uh, April 26th came out. Okay. 
26. And what was it about? Um, like what did you listen or? Oh yeah, it, I was. A, she was. Oh, today was summarize it. She was a, a an activist for a woke person. She went into a a transgender hospital and was talking to her inside about oh. who was transgender and who wasn't. And this lady married a girl who's transgendering to a man, and this is how she saw all this uh, euphoria of these who were bringing in these people in, and how that number really jumped up. A great interview and a great insight as I've never heard before. It's a weird thing, buddy, because, you know, I kind of sometimes wonder if my ex-spouse has that issue because we're always we're always trying to figure out what's wrong with my son. It's like literally this running thing where it's always there's something wrong with them. We got to figure it out. And it's. I've started to notice that it's it's really weird because you get sucked into that because you want someone to fix your problems, right? You got problems in your life, and it's probably not your kid or whatever. You got problems, but it's easier to focus on, you know, someone else's problems and fix them. Deborah, about what am I doing yeah. to trigger this action in my kid? No, no, no. Let's take them to a doctor and try and figure – and we've heard this, but – let me play mm-hmm. this real quick. Just mm-hmm. the opening of this. This if it plays right. Number one in customer satisfaction with retail. Whenever I to box, there's no sleep good. It's hard to say. I think I would have found a value. I didn't look into these ideas too deeply. We <laughs> 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 say that, uh, which is why they fell apart whenever I was pressed on them. I think I would have found a way to blame it on the people who I disagree with. <laughs> I really think I would have managed. I really think I would have managed. I was really good. At just running my mouth and twisting words. If you look into leftism and you look into it deeply, and especially identity politics, you will find that there is no space to be whoever it is that you want to be. There is no space to think whatever it is that you want to think. And in mm. fact, they are hellbent on pushing people into boxes. I felt no sure, uh, re- Sorry. So that was from an actual person who was working at a clinic that Hollywood so rudely interrupted. But that's what it was about. And it was an insight into it. And it's a great, great, great uh, podcast, Trigonometry. Hmm. It's, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it quite a bit, man. Was that the host or the guest? No, that was the guest. The host is, oh, man, I I have to go back to the show. But um, for whatever reason, it doesn't want to bring it back up anymore. All right, here we go. Yeah, it doesn't want to show me that. Oh, it, uh, Constantine Kesson and Francis Foster are the creators of the show. Nice. All right. Okay. Uh, my next is uh, Dark to Light, it's called. And that is with uh, a couple podcasters, and they, they come together, I think, twice a week and do a, kind of a political news show. Um, she runs like a news, uh, almost like a political news uh, website. So she's got a lot of um, good takes on stuff. And then the other guy is Frank from Quite Frankly, which is a great podcast if anybody's interested in kind of almost like a call-in type podcast, late night call-in type podcast. He's um, he's really good on 
kind of breaking stuff down. But they had an episode this week. Um, it's basically talking about Epstein and all the connections that are now kind of popping up uh, with uh, bankers and, you know, all this stuff that, you know, they're they're trying to keep this suppressed as much as they can, but it just, it keeps popping up, this Epstein thing. You know, uh, it was a really good show. I was going to see, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find a good spot because I had it queued up, but now it's not. Let's see where I'm at here. Hmm. Ignore it because there, because there's nobody out there with the 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 courage to actually uh, make make uh, make wrongs right. You just you certainly can't ignore it. But it really just comes down to we're educating ourselves, and that may not feel like enough at times, but it's all we got to do. That's that's and and so many people have done it that their politicization didn't work and it isn't working. Um, so much so that they have now started a new political party. Hold on, where is it? I have it up here. I had it up here. Oh, she gets into um, lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. She kind of digs through the papers, uh, the you know, the filings and all that. It's, I, I find that podcast very informative. Like, and it's short. It's only like an hour, and they pack quite a bit in there. Uh, they don't do a lot of nonsense like we money, do. Money trace of what? Money lines of what? What exactly was she What's exposing? That? What was she exposing? Well, they they were they were talking about Epstein and in regards to I think it was the CIA chief was retiring from the Obama administration, and before she retired she went and had a meeting with Epstein to discuss uh, jobs after retiring from the CIA, you know, which it's like, why are you in? And they basically start going through the money uh, with Epstein. And, you know, that was allegedly the reason all these guys were hanging out with Epstein all the time was the, the network of money that he had allegedly, (laughs) even though I think we, we all have different ideas on that one. But, um, it was a really good show. I I would recommend it if anybody hasn't. Uh, I'm sure everybody. We don't want anybody to listen to anything except our show, I guess, huh? And then, of course, uh, I always listen to Tinfoil Hat every week. And they have many episodes every week. But this is episode 666. And like we talked about earlier, it was about the gifted uh, student, gifted child program that was... Uh, kind of started and it really sounds like it could be an extension of MK ultra and how they were um, because it sounds like when you got enrolled in this gifted program, if you were actually uh, valuable to them, that they, you were fast tracked into positions for them. And that that was your goal. I mean, to be picked to be in that group mm -hmm. was a, a, I don't know, like an honor because you would be picked. Mm-hmm. It used to be something that people used to strive for, to be among the best of the best. So all your country would use you. Mm-hmm. You would offer your service. That would be the whole point to it. Yeah, but they but, didn't take any black people. Yeah, they did. Nope. Okay. <laughs> they didn't. I was in the gate program, bro. I could tell you they did. They did take uh, every, you know, uh, Chinese or Asian 
you know, Caucasian and just about any other race. But well, there was a black kid in my group. Yeah, well, the the thing is, is you can get into the into these programs, but once you're in it, that's when they're going to be like the reason they're not profiling pick, okay, you. But the you reason know? they're not going to pick black folks a lot of times because a lot of these countries who they proclaim are progressive, they don't want black people there. You yeah. can't be a stealth among those people. You can't go to China and send a black spy. Well, they don't hang around them. They're not around them. Yeah. You can't go to other countries. That's true. Yeah, they're not going to fit in for a spy in certain areas, huh? Dude, this is the safest country for all black people. Any other country, they, they're mistreated horribly. They know it. Yeah, I mean, it. the, the guy that started the gate, uh, the gifted program, you know, it's it's he's clearly a eugenicist. You know, yeah. like it's all about the master race and uh, like, you know, that's perpetuating pure bloodlines and all SATs, this stuff. The, the, the placement test, that's what all that is for mm-hmm. is to see if they can pick those out of there. But the mm-hmm. problem right now is that then they want to throw in all this ESG stuff and there are all these other things. And then you get like the our surgeon general. Or you get all these people who are who are, oh my gosh, you should be what you should be looking at is the C-SPAN and look at all these uh, um, confirmations that are being brought up. These attorneys and these and these environmental uh, judges are being uh, nominated by this uh, administration, and the cross examinations being done by our congressmen. Wow, these people have no clue. Yeah. They're agenda driven, and that's all they can see is is my boss gonna be happy because if I can move their agenda just one, one, one more, one more step ahead. And they any any time they're asked a question about anything else out of their agenda, they're perplexed, and they go right back into their agenda. You know, we have a our secretary of treasury. Or something like that, who says that she her, her she cannot see why the our military cannot be a hundred percent electrical. That's the energy secretary yeah. of energy. Yeah. That moron. Yeah. That thing. She thinks that that and no one, none of the military. Yeah. You don't Hol, see one electric Hol, vehicle Holcomb at all. Or Holcomb or something like that. She's terrible. Yeah. She's an idiot too. It's like the epitome of the uh, sleepy Joe Biden crew. You know, it's just like. Ugh, can't stand these old people that have like get out of there. It's time time for a new change. We need to like wipe it all clean up there and start over. Um I know this one guy wants to do that. Let's see. Let me do a transition. Get out of this spot right here. Man, we got Are you done with podcast? So Sorry. No, yeah. I, I cut out a I podcast. We got to stop drinking so much coffee before we do the show. Uh, this is Zero Hedge. Uh, 2024 presidential candidate wants to shut down the FBI and replace it. Something, Dude, these people get shot. This is the uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy guy. He's been making the rounds. He was. I don't know if I trust those people either, man. Well, this, this guy's interesting because last year I was made aware of this guy. And he is the the he is the dude that started a hedge fund to basically go after ESG 
And so if you didn't want to invest in ESG, he had another investment vehicle prepared for you. Like he, uh, he basically, and he was marketing to all the States saying, you know, if, you know, this is a, you know, a 401k, you know, style investment, but it's, it's nothing to do with ESG. You know what I mean? It's never going to be, yeah. it was kind of, I thought it was kind of cool that, cause his whole thing was, this is ruining our culture and our economy and we got to do something about it because it's, you know, the black rocks aren't going to stop, you know, nope. they're going to keep going. Nope. And I, I thought it was a uh, pretty, pretty bold of him to kind of do that. I don't know how it ever went for him. Um, but well, he's getting uh, a lot of attention. He's he been on is, a lot of shows. He's he been is. on the Joe Rogan show and everything too. Yeah. And he was on Don Lemon's show and that was pretty much the one that got him. I think so. That's what it sounds like. Don Lemon freaked out, told him, uh, you know, until you live in black skin, you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) That's basically what he said. But, uh, that's kind of interesting that he's going to be obviously running as a Republican, uh, which is, but I mean, how do you do that? How do you shut down the FBI? I don't know if that's possible. You know what I mean? Like, how do you even? The scary part that the last time someone tried to do that, he got shot in his limousine. Yeah, that he was the CIA. To... Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he wanted to get rid of the CIA. Yep. My, you know, my angle on that would just be: how about we just cut the budget in half? Just start there. You know, you, then we don't disrupt. You know, the system too much. Even though I would rather start over too. The Pentagon but... just lost how much money that they can't trace. <laughs> This is amazing to me. Was this a new one? Yes. Oh, no. And it's like, again, it's just a proof that you know the what people hap- who are going to government, oh, they're not the sharpest tool in the shed, dude. No. They're not. The smart guys, they're this guy coming up with a different way to make money. Yeah. That's what this guy does. This guy invented a whole new way to make money. And that's who these people are, are, are politicians and all. This is who they hate. Because unless because this guy isn't greasing those guys' palms, this uh, what's his name, the, the president nominee Vivio Ramis, Ramaswamy. Um, yeah, I mean, need to definitely look into it a little bit more. He was what podcast was he on? He was on some podcast. He's been and on gave a few an interview. of them, man. And he, you know, honestly, he came across uh, like he's he's all about Trump. You know, he's all about... Know, uh, I don't know anymore to trust anybody who comes up to speak. Like well, that. you can't trust anybody, but... Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, you have to... Uh, no. You have to at least acknowledge. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to trust, but... Nope. You know, the reason you have to acknowledge is because not everybody's doing this. Not everybody's doing what these guys are doing. You know what I mean? Put whoever you want in that position. They're not going to be what we would want or it's not going to be a perfect person but at least they're getting out and doing it i just i just have an issue right now with our election and i i believe that it that if we don't go back to hand counting our ballots with cameras there and everybody's ballot actually being validated that is when i believe then we'll have a fair election Mm -hmm. as long as we're still having to deal with because if Dominion and all these other companies who w- were supposedly tallying our our votes, if they're gone, there's going to be a, a new Dominion there, yeah. another group that. Oh yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think the machines 
are as much of a problem as the mail-in part. The mail-in voting is a big problem. But the machine I don't know how to tally, to tally up the right. votes and but they but they I think they padded the mail-in ballots. So the machines were accurate. It's just they were counting dead people. They were counting people that moved. But we also you know, saw we also there stuff. was a lot of evidence where that's what I think. They would close curtains and boxes would come out from under the things. We also saw elections that they would close at one, you know, mm-hmm. in the morning and the polls would close and mm-hmm. then the next morning, kaplow, everything would be changed. We're still this de- de- debating in our own county, well the next county which is Santa Barbara County. They still are still disputing their recent elections. <laughs> the results. Wow. Yeah, because again, they had the same how many other counties, how many other cities had the same issue where votes weren't being counted? And uh, and the same thing like with this homeschooling when we found out how what teachers were teaching our kids. I think this election has also shown us how many other times have there been ballots that people just don't count? How many other times has this been done? I'm not just questioning this election. Every other election comes into question now. Because of this election. Yeah. I mean, this the difference is the mail-in ballots, though. I mean, it was... We've had was mail-in over ballots fit, for years. No, it was... This oh, was no, taking no, over, no, over no, status. No, 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 no. no. We've had mail-in ballots for a long dude. time. It was 5% mail-in Before. ballots. It's it, 55% mail-in ballots now. We were, because of the COVID lockdown, yeah, supposedly. But it's those are that's not going away. Right, I mean, no. it's, we know that's staying. Would you, would you let it go if you won the election did by doing say, that? Did you say Jew? No, would you? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, that's because we've talked about the the moms out there that filled out ballots for their kids and turned them in. Like that was on literally on a recording. It was like an ABC anchor admitted that you know. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, so, so if and and if you remember, right around last year, it was all about uh, college fund. Uh, they were basically going to wipe college funds, right? They're promising that. They're promising all these things that basically make the moms think, and the dads I, go, "Give me your ballot. I'm going to fill this were, out." They were doing all that, like pretending they're going to relieve college fund to then say these are the people who actually voted for this. When I, I believe that they're just using that as a wall to say the reason Biden got voted for is because he was he was, you know, uh, going after the college students and all this, which if you look at any Donald Trump rally just recent. It doesn't look that that would back up what they're saying that I mean, we're, we're seeing the the the. Do the action w- of the public towards Joe Biden wasn't there. Do the women wear the pants in this culture? Or Not the in my house. Mm. You know me better than that, Hollywood. Not in my house. Okay, so in general, do the women wear the pants in this culture? No. I don't know what culture you're talking about. Wow. Okay. Does the women does the women run the things in your house? Dude. Why? I, I just I know for a fact that dudes are not gonna fight their wife on a ballot. Like there's very few dudes that are going to put up a fight for that, you know. It's it's just not worth it, you know. But if you're going to cast your vote because your wife tells you to cast a certain way, I mean, my wife could have voted Democrat all she wanted. 
I wouldn't have voted that way. I don't care what my wife told me. Yeah, but you didn't, you are acting like you got a choice. I'm telling you that they grabbed all of them at the same time. Their three kids in college, their dad, their mom, and their grandpa, all they, they, and who do you think, who do you think is going to fill all those out? Do you think it's going to be the dad, the kids, the grandmas? Could be the grandmas. It's the matriarch. It's the mom that's doing I, that. I, I, I've been I in homes like that where one person is to control the house and nobody wants to attest to it because they're afraid of it. The kids are afraid they're going to get whacked or they're going to get, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they're going to be done to them. The husband thinks, you know, it's not I, worth I, it. I, I want to have my boat. I want to go yeah. fishing. I want to kind of have this house, this, what, this fantasy I yeah. have going on. And the woman thinks that the house is running great because she's running the way it has it. Well, that's okay. Because what I'm glad about that family is that their other kids, they're mutilating them. They're not going to have any more kids. So they're not going to breed anymore. They're done. You know, that family that does that, they're, they're dying out. That family is not going to grow anymore. It just isn't. Because what's going to grow? What's going to guide them? Their mom all the time? That's the issue. Where well, are the men? Where well, are the men to say, no? Like I told yeah, you from the they, get-go. They have 90% less testosterone. They're, that's I, where the men are. Since my kids were young, <laughs> I walked them since they were born. They walked with me to the pool, pooling places to go vote. Mm-hmm. I make sure my wife and my kids went vote. My, daughter, my wife follows that same practice since they were little. It's an event in my house. It's an actual event. Mm-hmm. So it is possible. But are you willing to do that work or so you, not? So you think your your son and your daughters give a shit about the election? Yeah. We've had great conversations this last time we were at the table. Okay. Well, it's factually, it's statistically factually known that young kids do not vote. Okay. That's a fact. Let me tell you this. So, like, I don't know where you're coming with that. I don't know. I don't it, know about that. Apparently, those your family is like hey, awesome and I don't, perfect I don't everywhere. Know about, <laughs> I don't know about that pollster, that pollster, but Jeez. they didn't call my house. And you know what? It's interesting that I get in my in my mailing in my mailbox, it doesn't come the, the, the letters from the political people, it doesn't come as individual names. It comes in my family's name now. Because we're all registered voters. We all vote. We all vote a certain way, and our political mail doesn't come in my name, my wife's name. No, it comes in the family name to the house now. And that I saw that for the last election. So I don't know. You're right. There Your ballots houses. don't come in a family name. Your ballots come individually no, named, dude. No, I'm talking about the, yeah. the junk And I'm not talking about any mail. junk. I'm talking about ballots, mail-in yeah. ballots, yeah. and being fraudulently so did, filled out so by family woman, members. Okay. Like, did, is there any acknowledgement to that? Some houses probably that happened to some other houses. <laughs> some? Really? 81 million votes. Record votes. You really think that's what happened? Hey, it was the perfect election. You really Come think on that's what happened? It was a perfect election. Dude, I got a... Then definitely, dude, I got Kool-Aid that you're going to want to drink, homie. The uh, Dominion systems were working perfect. Yeah. You saw Maricopa <laughs> County? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the printer's. The printers were messing those uh, ones up, right? Goodness, <laughs> they, they offset the. No, it was because uh, it was it was it was it was the Dunkin' Donut copy wasn't brewed correctly, and that's what started all the problems. But they did say it, it wasn't the system counting miscounting; it was 
them trying to feed in ballots that were not aligned that were printed out why, by the way. This is why the the all these election problems happen. I've got a clip. This is why we had the COVID. This is why the election results were what they were for this reason. This is so, 2020. Let me play this clip and I'm going to give you a reason why all this is happening. Here we go. And former Vice President Joe Biden finds himself in more hot water this week. Just confirmed, a Ukrainian court ordered Joe Biden to be formally listed in a criminal case. The crime? The alleged firing of Ukraine's former prosecutor general, Viktor Shokin. Nice. In exchange for dropping an investigation into Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and the company for which he was a board member, Burisma Oil. Shokin formally called for an investigation into his firing back in February of 2020, claiming the Ukrainian government at the time relieved Shokin of his post in exchange for $1 billion in loan guarantees promised by Biden, a bribe Biden himself admitted to doing. The prosecutor's not fired. You're not getting the money. Nice. Oh, son of a bitch. Ooh, I want to record this. <laughs> got fired. But at the time Shokin called for this case back in February, the courts listed one of the defendants as an unnamed American, an individual widely understood to be Joe Biden, Obama's Ukraine point man. But Biden was never formally named. Now, the courts have ruled it is improper to conceal Biden's name and that there is sufficient evidence to proceed with an investigation. Yeah, video evidence. cannot be appealed. Another key development in this story is the release of a series of telephone conversations that has garnered major questions. Andrei Durkach, a member of parliament in Ukraine, in a press conference Tuesday released what he says appear to be voice recordings of then-Secretary of State John Kerry, Vice President Joe Biden, and then-President of Ukraine Poroshenko, discussing the Burisma case and discussing the removal of Viktor Shokin. Neither Kerry, Biden, nor Poroshenko have affirmed the verity of these recordings. The recordings appear to have been leaked from government officials and whistleblowers, but are currently being verified. Ukrainian President Zelensky stated he anticipates more developments over the course of the summer and says the case could qualify as high treason. Candidate Biden has yet to respond to this latest development. Janelle One American News. Amazing, huh? He was a candidate at the time. This is why we're in what we're in. That's what caused all this stuff. Because in 2020, none of this was happening until this came out. And all of a sudden, we had COVID. We had lockdowns. We had all this stuff happening. We had an election questionable. And all because of this. And we found out. because And this, this has been, they've been suppressing it. But thank God there's people out there that defy it and will put up this video, put it up as soon as they see it, put how do you how do you run from that video if you're Biden? I mean, he's clearly saying he's bragging. How do we he's have literally bragging. news networks that will not address this and I mean, ignore it, and then still tell us that this is was a fair and clean election, and that there's nothing to hide? To me, this was the source of all the cause of our issues was because of this stupid family and covering their rear ends. But it wasn't just this family. We know. We just heard Carrie's name brought into it. I, I, I saved that one there for and for Hollywood because it's either Bitcoin gets them all crazy or 
the crime family here being spoken about. No, you're I've, one of those two. Yeah. I trigger old Hollywood with. No, it. Biden's such a loser. His family's all losers too. Bunch of pathetic crackheads. Do you want to hear some good news? Yeah, give, give me, me some good news. To you. Why do you think that is? Uh, They've only been, we've had uh, Christopher Chope on this show, who also spoke up in defense of vaccine victims. Hardly anybody else from any party in the UK has actually gone on the record in in support of doing something for vaccine victims. Why do you think they're so determined just to hold the lid on this thing and prevent them from getting a proper hearing? Also, you're talking about... Well, the conspiracy of silence around vaccine harms, the efficacy and safety of the vaccines is is, um, more virulent than the the virus was itself. It's spread everywhere. It's, It's clear that there's a lot to hide. And they just really want it to go away. I mean, a very senior colleague in the party four months ago, when I questioned them about it in private, told me that um, they were expecting to keep a lid on this for about 20 years. And uh, there was no currently political appetite for my views on the vaccines. Uh, They might be in 20 years' time, and I might well be proved right. Um, I just don't think it's acceptable to to see the ongoing harms and deaths from this uh, experimental vaccine. Uh, continue for that length of time, and pe- so they want to crush any top talk about the uh, re- re- repayment for the vaccine injuries. They want to wait for twenty years to go by and then have the discussion. This is the UK, so they're openly now acknowledging that there is vaccine injuries. But the UK wants to wait 20 years before they start discussing it. Think about that. Yeah. Why? What, what, would, what would happen or where would it lead us if the investigation really went into what the cause of this was? Who was the reason they rolled out these vaccines? For what reason? And I really believe it goes back to that whole, what we played before that was that Zelensky and and all that stuff in Ukraine, I think that is the birth of all this, and it was so many other world political heads that had their hands in that cookie jar of Ukraine. And I think that they all had a lot to hide. Hmm. Yeah, like Biden had to win. He had to. Yeah, interesting. And then, again, I go back to New Zealand, where they've had their last four or five prime ministers unelected, all by the same party being put in that position. Australia, all these. Canada can't get rid of Trudeau. They can't get rid of him. You know what's weird is, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of prescribe to that just because then they're in control, right? They don't get, you know, you can't get pros- can't get sued if you're the president, you know, where if he walked off, he lost and walked off into the sunset, you know, Biden, he's probably going to get sued, you know, Dude. by the <laughs> by well, the Ukrainian with, government. With, so, with, with right. Donald Trump being investigated by the FBI, that leaves them way open because prior to that, it was unthinkable for a United States president to be investigated the way he was. Mm-hmm. Now, he just left it open so that when he, if, if he loses the election, then what else is going to stop the next president to do the same thing to him? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I hope they do. <laughs> I just, uh, 
I I look I go back to uh, the COVID leading to the mail-in ballots leading into Biden winning. That's kind of how I do it in my mind. But maybe one more step back is you know protecting the deep state, you know, which is Biden and all those guys. So maybe COVID was brought in to protect the deep state, you know. Well, because I, I I see COVID like you know I see COVID come. They brought COVID in to bring the mail-in ballots, but maybe they brought uh, you know COVID in to protect the oligarchy. Well, remember so, there was a time where during that same that. time where Biden was saying the 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 people in Ukraine was telling him you don't have any any right to withhold money from me. He goes, want to bet I do? Yeah, want to bet I do? He's, I make one call to Barack right now. Yeah, he like, says call call Barack. Yeah, and you're going <laughs> wait a minute, not even Barack. So. You could see that that he was so pompous that deep state had him so back that yeah you yeah. want to see if I can control the money, but what was the the Ukrainian interest? The money. It's the grossest display of uh, like cockiness. I've it just oh it just gets any on other me. time in our <laughs> history anybody openly admitted to something like that there they would be over with, but this guy not only did he admit to this became president yeah. Bragged. And not only that, Bragged. he's now implementing all these, the most stupidest, stupidest propaganda he's putting up there. No president before him has allowed drag queen hour, transgendering kids. Who else are they paying this money to? Who else are they? They're getting us ready for uh, Michelle Obama, guys. <laughs> they got to bring in all the trans people into the White House and... And not only that, Get everybody comfortable our government them. is now making lifelong customers for the for the pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. with all these transgenderism, mm-hmm. these 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 transitioning, these boys not becoming mm-hmm. developing into full men, are all being done by what? By implementing drugs that these yeah. manufacturers are making. It's an average of eight million dollars over their lifetime spent on the the transitioning stuff. Cheaper than an education. What do we spend per kids? I think like $45,000 a year per kid to educate them. They make more money. It's so, over with. Let's see. Let's finish with some good news. We've got some good news over here. Oh, got to run to the potty room. Oh, you, you weak bladdered fool Dude. over there. Come on. You could do it. We got 10 minutes. Come on. Uh, but uh, this is becoming a long list of lefty uh, <laughs> media companies going down. <laughs> so it was BuzzFeed. Uh, man, I can't remember them all. There's been so many now, but it looks like Vice is going to end up going into bankruptcy. Uh, another kind of lefty um, propaganda organization if you ask me uh i think npr is laying off which is good i like all that i'll play it. the new york times is breaking the story that the ultra leftist vice news is officially filing for bankruptcy the times are reporting that vice had hoped to find a buyer before they filed but that does increasingly look unlikely Vice was once valued at over $5 billion just a few years ago. How? I have no clue. But uh, regardless, things have clearly gone downhill. 
a couple of weeks back. The Wall Street Journal reported that Vice News World was closing, but there was no indication at that time that Vice News itself would be going bankrupt. Their flagship Vice News Tonight has also been canceled. But now Vice News itself, again, once a multi-billion dollar company, is officially filing for bankruptcy. Now, the impending bankruptcy of Vice News comes on the heels of the recent announcement that the ultra-left BuzzFeed News is permanent closing its doors. The CEO of the ultra-left BuzzFeed, Jonah Peretti, made the announcement via Twitter a few weeks back, which simply confirmed the pattern that we've been seeing for months now. Back in January, there were a bunch of legacy news media layers. There we go. I mean, we had Washington Post. You had Vox. Vox with a V, not Fox, but Vox. It was reported then that BuzzFeed was cutting 12% of their staff around the same time the Washington Post. You know the paper with the pathetic monogram there, Democracy Dies in Darkness. Well, they announced they're going dark. (laughs) They had lost nearly half a million readers over the last two years. And it's all just par for the course for the legacy media. It's not just Vice. It's not just BuzzFeed. Over 2,000 newspapers have folded over the last 15 years. You heard that right? 2,000. CNN's audience has fallen 90% in the last two years. (laughs) Of course, Fox. Wow. Freaking Fox News. They're shooting themselves in the foot. The good time culture has been growing bigger and bigger every time. You probably heard they've lost nearly half their audience since last week's firing of their number one show host um it's beyond absurd but again we're seeing go woke go broke didn't what did tucker carlson have in that post like 44 million people watch watched his one post he put up on dude it was tuesday it was up to 75 million when i looked at it last time that's more views than all the network combined it was 75 million views in two days Dude, Tim Pool averages seventy to a hundred thousand listeners per show. Nice, yeah. Per show, that's more than 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 uh, CNN gets. Yeah, I know, man. It's 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 a good time to have a podcast right now, everybody. Uh, and fight the system, y'all, because we are. Yeah, just um, watch out for the spooks Screw out Spotify, there. Spotify, dude. Screw Spotify. <laughs> We did a uh, we did have a meetup uh, <laughs> this last Saturday. Shout out to the Baron of Kekistan that came and uh, shot the crap with us. And spot um, I think we spotted the spook spot over the there. Spook. But uh, we'll uh, we'll follow up on that one later and see what's going on. But we are going to do another uh, meetup probably in a month. So if there's any other like agents out there, you don't have to come to the next one because we'll have. Uh, our Baron there, keeping and, an eye and, on and, us. And we hope we don't we don't uh, shake it up, Baron. But you know, it's like meeting a good looking girl that just has all the right answers. Yeah, I mean, it was just something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's either yeah, like I said, he's either the coolest guy I've met in a while, or an agent. Not sure, or both. Could you know, be both. You know, I thought the mold was broken after I was made, but that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, that was weird. The the running joke for. <laughs> No agenda meetups is spot the spook. Uh, that's the kind of you know the running joke with this. And man, I I was talking to a guy at work about it. Uh, that if you were say somebody that wanted to be that wanted to get involved with any kind of any of these social kind of groups like this, you know that's what you would do. You donate and become kind of like a member, right? 
and yeah. hopefully donate a lot and become like a, a high status member. And then that basically gives you, you know, that gives you street cred, you know, and, uh, get you a, a black card, a black card, you know, an Agnes card. I don't know. One of those American express black card. You can get in anywhere you want. Super cool guy though. He uh, was, he was. Hopefully, uh, we'll see him again and, and we're going to have one every month, according to Hollywood here. Give them some We're going to get the Good Time Culture Nation together. Hopefully it gets a little bit larger. Hopefully we go back to that institution, dude, because I like that pizza. Mm. Really good pizza. Yeah, if, if anybody's listening to this and you lose our our feed or we're not posting something up every week, there's something wrong. So just keep looking around and you'll find us because we post every Wednesday, every Wednesday night without a... Um, fail we're gonna post something so and we will tell you if we're not but uh and we're working on the website hopefully soon and uh, yeah we're learning we're learning and this is my last story of the night the truth wow winning Uh um this is another zero hedge article ain't it wonderful surprising surge of young americans turn to religion we can you want me to read it the story of uh, let me find something here a little more interesting. I, I have a hard time just reading uh, text, and it doesn't sound doesn't seem very interesting to me when I read it out loud. Maybe it is. For many young people, the pandemic was their first crisis they faced. It affected everyone to some degree, from the loss of families and friends to uncertainty about jobs and daily life. In many ways, it aged young Americans, and they are now turning to the same comfort previous generations have turned to during tragedies for healing and comfort. Uh, it's pretty cool. There was when was that? It was a couple months ago. There was all those videos of the college kids doing like all night vigils and praying, and that's pretty cool. I think we've talked about it before. I think the more, I think the more the evil rises, the more that we allow evil to rise by manifesting through us, the more that, you know, good and God rises, you know, to meet that. I believe it's more like, um, we are a Christian nation. Mm -hmm. A lot of us were raised on this. And the old scripture says that if you show a kid when he's young about this, that when he gets, when he grows up, he won't wander too far away from the scriptures. And we all know this just for me as an old Christian, an old believer, it's just another reason why I have faith is because everything, even when we think that everything is at its bleak, like the last three years, that everything is made for one thing and one thing only, and that's to glorify God. Because at the end of the day, these guys try to close down churches, try to close down us gathering together and and look for Mm -hmm. some type of hope. Singing. Singing together, but hope to find that hope that we usually find with community. And a church is a wonderful community where you can get together and at least have hope that God can find a cure for this. And the truth is that look at what we're seeing. Here is not only that, but how many known people, podcasters that we've known for years are now coming to faith where you have Tucker Carlson where he basically lost his job because of his profession of faith. Faith in what? In the Almighty. Mm-hmm. So it, this yeah. helps what? me become even more faithful to God. It's mm-hmm. just proof that we just have to be patient. 
when the hour looks like it's getting dark and it's there's no hope that there how can there be an answer to this boom here comes god and here comes the answer to it what more can you ask for yeah evil woke me up and made me walk with jesus how, that it wasn't you know unfortunately maybe jesus was involved and i just am blaming evil but it was directly evil that made me go uh-uh there's been a lot of re- people who will their t- uh, criticism of Christian is that, well, something always has to happen for them to become Christians. Well, hmm. if you're not smart enough to believe in God when things are going good for you, then I guess you're you're like one of us who are thick-headed and we're going to be somehow, some way, you have to be a real moron to just say God doesn't exist. Because I heard, I heard there's a guy who's an atheist that puts down to to make to put to say anything that a Christian can do that atheists can't, you know, by praying mm. by this. And one guy came up with this, and this is the truth: trust the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. That is what an atheist can't do. An atheist or a non-believer can't do that. You can't trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding, because an atheist is based on their own understanding. That's the issue. And that's how you get them because they they can't do it. Yeah, I mean, when I was, you know, I don't know if I was atheist. I think I was more agnostic. I just didn't care. Yeah. Well, atheist is you do not believe there's God. Well, agnostic is like maybe. eh. Yeah. Uh, You know, I just is like, well, I wasn't sure. You know, I didn't know. But uh, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, that might be a good uh, time to end the show then. <laughs> sometimes, brain... sometimes Hollywood gets little brain parts. Total you know, brain parts. I've had brain parts in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Nation, you hear the sound. And it was a good note to end. Faith. Faith, man. Mm-hmm. Faith is what see us will see us through all this. That it's not bleak, guys. Because if it was the last hour, we would have heard him and we would have seen him like lightning. When it flashes, the whole sky lights up. And we know that he would be returning. But right now, all this is happening for one thing. And that is to repeat myself again, to glorify the Lord. And the Lord will be glorified. Believe that. And once his word leaves... The only, the only way it can return that it fulfills everything it's supposed to fulfill. And it has. So that's our hope. So nation, Hollywood and I, OG Mutt Dog, ask you to do one thing. That you pray for us. and the show. And Hollywood and I will definitely pray for you. Once again, I am OG Mutt Dog for Good Time Culture Podcast. You can catch me at Twitter at OG Mutt Dog anytime. Send me a message. You can find us anywhere. Again, this is Good Time Culture Podcast, and I'll see you next week. Do you know what really bugs me? Phonies. Amen. Oops, wrong one. Uh, ah, we well, made it to the end of the show, guys. Uh, there is uh, pie and punch over on the table if anybody wants to partake. And uh, we will be back next week giving, um, giving you the nonsense and... Uh, Praising God and exposing evil. We're gonna. And that's be, fruit punch. We're gonna be doing that. What's that? That's fruit punch. We don't deal with the other stinking flavors. Where's my? Uh, thought I had a. Uh... All right, here, here you go. Hey, I point them out. <laughs>
Somebody pray for me, and I'ma pray for you. That's the type of energy that we need in the street. Somebody pray for me, and I'ma pray for you. And I'll see you on the other side of what you're going through. Will you pray for me? Uh, awesome one, you like bro. that yes we love you guys that's the show we will be uh praying for you and we will be back next week so look for us and you know speak up to someone like i always say at the end of the show sometimes <laughs> speak up to someone talk to someone about something you know what i mean don't hold it in don't uh, feel like you're gonna offend someone because what i'm noticing is as soon as you open up and talk to someone you'll find out they're actually a lot more like you and um you know, maybe they don't have quite the amount of courage, but, uh, you know, maybe you talking to them will give them courage to talk to someone else. And this is how we, you know, try to get our way out of this. And obviously if you're going to be, um, you know, I'm just talking in general terms, but, uh, you know, being a disciple maker is always a good choice. Let's do this one again. Somebody pray for me, and I'ma pray for you. That's the type of energy that we need in the street. Somebody pray for me, and I'ma pray for you. And I'll see you on the other side of what you're going through. Will you pray? Lord, give me a sign. I really need to talk to you, Lord. Since the last time we talked, the walk has been hard. Now I know you haven't left me, but I feel like I'm alone. I'm a big boy now, but I'm still not grown, and I'm still going through it. Pain and a hurt, yeah. soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt. Yeah. And I know only I can stop the rain with just a mention of my Savior's name. In the name of Jesus, devil, I rebuke you for what I go through and trying to make.